0: This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. On this edition of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Ryan Bibb and Pastor Josh Herma, myself, Pastor JB, we talk a little bit more about 2020, kind of a year in review kind of podcast. Pastor Ryan will share a little bit more about the New Year's Word for Our Church. Every year, we seek the Lord for a word that guides and directs the function of the church throughout the calendar year. So here's Ryan, Josh, and myself with Radiant Reflections, episode number 49.
1: Well, hey, welcome to episode 49 of Radiant Reflections, podcast of Radiant Life Church. My name is Josh Harrell, joined once again by my co host, Pastor Ryan Bibb. How are you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm, you know what?
2: I'm doing all right. I'm tired,
1: but that's okay.
2: It was a long, good weekend.
1: That's good, so uh, we just celebrated here at Radiant Life, I don't know when everybody's going to listen to this, maybe you're listening to this in October of 2024, but we just celebrated uh, Christmas at Radiant Life 2020 here, so we, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, well less about the message actually this episode and, and, and more about some general, just general things, uh, but yeah it was good, it was good, uh, busy, tiring, but good. Yeah. Absolutely, so all right, so we're at the end of the year, right practically speaking, we close our offices between Christmas and New year, so this will actually be the last episode of twenty twenty, which for those of you that have been hanging with us for all forty nine episodes, you guys are awesome. This is something that was uh we we actually launched during covid during the lockdown, all that good stuff, and uh yeah, it's. It's gone really well since then. So thanks for hanging out with us for all 49 episodes. Uh, We'll start the new year with our 50th episode, where we answer the questions that y'all have submitted. So we're excited about that. And uh, then we've got a a really fun episode planned for episode 51. I'm not going to give it away. I think it'll be more fun to just have that be a surprise.
2: Absolutely. What do you think? There you go. Just (laughs) let them, let the viewers and the audience just uh, wait for episode 51. There you go. Surprise yeah. episode.
1: All right. So, Ryan, we're at the end of 2020. If you look back over the course of 2020, both you know, in, in the church, but also for you personally, what are some highlights over the course of your 2020?
2: It's a fun question because I think a lot of people would have this question and sit back and go, I don't know what are highlights because I think the negative of 2020 is very glaring to a lot of us. But I'm going to start with me personally, then I'll move more corporately to the church. But uh, for me personally, uh, I share this in a message that my one word, the one word that I focused on this year that I really believed the Lord was going to work in my life was the word deeper. And I have grown immensely um, deeper intimacy with Holy Spirit. And that has been honestly probably the biggest personal, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest personal highlight for me this year is how my one word was played out. And um, it's awesome that, for me, it was awesome that the quarantine with COVID happened. Um, I'm sorry for the rest of us that it was the worst thing ever. Uh, But for me personally, it was awesome because it forced me to slow down. And I was running way too fast with just everything in general. And it slowed me down, which was awesome. I needed that. Because I don't think I would have slowed down if this quote-unquote pandemic did not happen. I would have just kept chugging through things. So that was a great thing. And then God really used that time um, in my one word deeper throughout that whole season of quarantine and lockdown and all that. And while the rest of the world was so frustrated, and rightly so, the frustrations and the anger I'm sitting back in my quiet times in my chairs, like, my, but what's happened to me spiritually is amazing right now. And I know the frustrations. And so maybe that's why I didn't have so much anger and resentment at the time, because the Lord was just doing a lot of things in my heart and in my own personal life. But that was, a, that's just a personal highlight for me, was just how my one word got played out this year. And it was really cool to see. I think for the church corporately, um, a lot of things happen. I I think entering, coming into 2020, and of course we only had two and a half months of no regulations, if you will, within the church. You know, you had January, February, and some of March before we hit lockdown. Um, was You could really feel great energy and understanding purpose of the church and where we were headed. I mean, we were going into a dangerous series and all about who we were becoming as a church, and there's a lot of excitement. And, you know, that last message before lockdown. Yeah,
1: March eight.
2: March eight was all about revival, and God was moving in that, and then we hit lockdown. So we had great things happening before lockdown. Then lockdown happened. And I think a highlight for the church, and I don't know if the ch- – I would say I don't know if the general public of the church understands this yet, but I see it, is that lockdown happened – we weren't able, and we didn't corporately worship together inside this building here at Radiant Life. But coming back, what I think is almost like for the church as a win, a highlight, is an understanding and a revelation that we may have taken worship for granted. The idea of the routine of just coming on Sunday morning, when you strip that away, and then all of a sudden, you're missing that, that longing, that deep desire to worship again with your family. Um, it was reignited inside of them. And um, that I think some of that passion was reignited as, as far as, yeah, these, we just took it for granted. Um, the casual Sunday morning, come to church because it's the good, right thing to do. When you strip all that away and come back. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I missed this and how much I long for this. So there's that desire um, that happened in the midst of it as well. And honestly, I think we closed out the season. The Lord closed it out really well for our church. And I feel like another highlight for 2020 for the church in general is the way we closed out Holy Spirit series and the Christmas series or the Christmas at Radiant Life celebration was that there is a deeper hunger for more intimacy. Now, it's going to be a journey that we're going to go on. We can't expect everyone to be at point A and jump to point Z, right? They got to go B and C and D and stuff. But just hearing people the last two nights sitting there going, there is a hunger and a deeper desire. I'm really excited the way the Lord ended 2020 for us and where the Lord's going to take us in 2021. Cool. But what are pers- what's a personal highlight for you?
1: A personal highlight for me? Well, actually, uh, this is this is – Kind of on, on both sides, personal and church related. I think one of my highlights, honestly, was the fact that we started this podcast. Mm. Like, I mean, we, again, we had talked about doing this for a while. Uh, the fact that this actually got going, um, that was a big thing. Uh, Cause I, I, my word for the year uh, was slow, and uh, COVID kicked the living crap out of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I didn't actually, I didn't actually do anything with my word until probably the middle of September. So explain, and, uh, <laughs> explain for
2: the listeners and viewers that because a lot of people would say, "Wait, what? COVID should have slowed you down. We went into lockdown where you couldn't do much." So explain why <laughs> you would say it kicked the crap out. And I want
1: I want to hear JB's over there because Jay <laughs> JB and I, and I think on the page we would maybe say, well, I I don't want to speak for JB. I would be more in the uh, COVID quarantine lockdown was more of the worst thing ever. Um, it felt like you know March eight. You know we had that service. We're like, oh, this is great. You know we were busy. You know all of, I mean all of us. You know on on staff at at Radiant Life. You know it's it really is a full time job <laughs> running a church of nine hundred to a thousand people. Um, and like you said, you're running really fast. Uh, and then when, when the lockdown happened, everyone was freaking out about COVID, uh, in a lot of ways, it felt like the workload doubled, which the math doesn't work. You know, you think, oh, well, Hey, you guys, you guys had been doing three services, now you're only doing one, and it's online. What's the big deal? Oh my goodness!
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It felt doing that one. I I said all along, I would rather do three in person was, than one online. It was more work. It was it was
1: more more tiring. I mean, we we're jerking schedules around. I want to I want to brag on JB. JB was a friggin' like beast in the amount of things that he. Uh, took on to accomplish you know the fact that we went we had zero live streaming presence and over the course of a few days right because it wasn't you know March 8 we had our last in-person service we had to start streaming on the 15th but we didn't actually know that on March 8 it was what Wednesday or Thursday it was
2: Thursday that and week we're like yeah we have to so we've had zero live
1: streaming presence now we have to live stream and JB and a a uh, couple of the, the tech guys, like they made that happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and over the course of, you know, over the course of the last nine months, uh, just the the number of things that they've put in place uh, is mind-blowing. So, yeah, huge shout-out to JB over there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I did not slow down at all uh, during COVID. Um, I have, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I have six kids, so being uh, – I love I love all six of my kids. They're they're great. I wouldn't trade them for anything, but like doing the whole work from home thing with six kids is is kind of a pain in the butt. So you know that was not uh, that was not particularly <laughs> enjoyable. It was great seeing my kids. Uh, it was difficult to work from home.
2: It was pretty funny to do Zoom meetings together as staff, and you're like. There would always there you are, but one's like like, (laughs) in between your legs, and you'd like look down and like you're like, yep, Josh has a kid somewhere in there. (laughs) Like, yeah, they would wander
1: down to the basement where I was set up, and uh, yeah, yeah. they would try to spy on me actually, like in Zooms, because they wanted to see who was on the Zoom call, and they were trying to see if they could see who was on the Zoom call without me seeing them, and yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. They thought it was great fun, but (laughs)
2: yeah,
1: but no, so that lockdown was not a highlight, but yeah starting the podcast, that was highlight. A highlight for me is, you know, with the church was getting back. You know, so August 30, when we started back in person, it's like, all right, let's mm-hmm. go, let's go. Mm-hmm. It's just so good to have people in the building. It and-
2: was. It was those first couple services to have people hearing other people sing again together, mm-hmm. right? Because it was for the longest time just our, our worship team and a few staff members that were here to – do the recordings, which is still great, but to go into church and hear people, at least for us, who sit in the front row, to hear people behind and the voices again, it's like, wow. Yep. Yeah. And we, I, I just, we can't take that for granted. No. Right? Let's not get back into that, oh, it's just a Sunday morning routine thing again. No. That was, yeah.
1: yeah one of those things, what do, they, what do they say? You don't you don't know what you've got till it's gone or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and then just, uh, I guess, more on the personal side, you know, with my one word, I, about the halfway through September, I was able to actually slow down, uh, which at first I didn't think was a good thing. Like, I felt, I I like to be productive, I like to get things done. Um, So, I slowed down, and I I told my wife, and I told, I think, probably you and a couple of people, you know, it feels like I'm moving in slow motion, which at first kind of freaked me out. Then I was like, I know, actually, this is good. Hmm. So... It was paired with lots of things, but and now Christmas I've full transparency of kind of fell off the wagon, and it's been a friggin sprint again, but now i'll I'll try to rec- reclaim some <laughs> slow motion <laughs> now that we're on
2: this side of Christmas. So in the midst of 2020, the craziest year of our life, yes, um, probably the craziest year of our lifetime is what I'm going to guess. Let's there's hope still so. highlights. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> there we don't still, we don't want to top this one. <laughs> yeah. There there's still highlights in a, in a in a crazy unpredictable year. Yes. Absolutely. So hey, each word,
1: you know, and, and you've alluded to this before. Yeah. You, uh, you roll out a a word for the year for the church. Now, from a church standpoint, but also personally because, you know, with this being the last podcast of the year, we're not actually going to be able to do a podcast on the whole concept of my one word. Um, what, is, what is the process for you, both personally and then for the church, picking out a word? I mean, I, honestly, I, I would think there's maybe more pressure picking out a word for the church because you're like, hey, this is a year for the entire organization. What, what does that process look like for you?
2: What's interesting is that word for the church comes out greater than my own personal word.
1: Greater how do you, how do you mean?
2: <laughs> it's like a neon sign more than oh. like I have to it feels like I I struggle finding my own one word, but when I do it's awesome and it comes to me, but I feel like the church one word comes pretty easily.
1: Now, okay, this is let's let's go down that that line of thought. Do you think that is because typically it's much easier for us to see the needs and and this probably isn't the right word, but the, the deficits, right, of others. Like, you know, I mean, as we have conversations with people in the church, as we have conversations with people in the community, like, oh, man, hey, there are some themes here. And, and you can pick up on that versus we mostly, I'll say me, but I, th- I think a lot of us as human beings, we tend to have blind spots for the areas in our lives where we need to grow. Do you think that factors into that
2: at all? I mean, a little, here's what I think for me. Um, I mean, it can. I don't think for me in the years I've been here, it hasn't factored in that much. What I wrestle with is I feel like that's easy. Here's the one word that the Lord has really pressed on our heart because I feel like it's more of a vision thing of where God wants to take us in the year. But for me personally, like I will try to find my one word and I write like a bajillion words down and I'm like, I like this one and this one and this one and this one and this one, right? And we're like, oh, this one and, and all that. So it's more of a struggle because I feel like for me, I want to make sure that like, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain, I guess. But I really feel like for the church, I get a clear vision of where that year is gonna go and what the Lord is gonna do in us and through us. And I said like, um, and of course, it, it's through prayer and understanding. It, you begin to see needs. You do get, you do see needs of the church. You're hearing from other people about maybe personal struggles, or you hear stuff from. You see what a theme comes across as prayer requests that come into the church. There's definitely themes that come in, and you're like, wow, this is what. A handful of our people are dealing with, I wonder, and then you start seeing more and more, and you're like, wow, that's like majority of our people right now are dealing with this thing. How do we combat this thing right now? What are we up against as a church? And you can see, and then the words start to play out, and you're like, that's it right there. That's going to be our one word. And Just the way this year ended, knowing we ended with a Holy Spirit series and the Holy Spirit being the one living inside of us, the presence of God, it was super easy to sit there and go, I know exactly where the Lord's going to take us in 2021. And um, yeah, I enjoy the whole process. It's just just seeking the Lord out on it. Um, Seeing themes within the church, prayer requests, talking to life group leaders, um, just really feeling a vision also where the Lord wants to take us. And that's how it plays out for the church. But for me personally, as I wrestle with my one word, I mean, it's pretty clear. I don't have a bajillion words um, and be like, oh, now I have to pick what word, you know? I mean, I knew, I don't remember. I can't tell you, pinpoint the moment that I knew 2020, my one word was deeper, but I knew it And when Pastor Brandon gave us those cards last year because he did that message, I mean, I immediately was like, it's deeper. And I don't know where this is going to go in my life, but I know it's deeper. Um, And so knowing us personally, and, and the church now knows that that last Sunday, in December will always be my one word message, right? Prepping for the new year. And we've been doing that for five, six years now. This will be, I think, the sixth time we've done this here at the church.
1: Maybe the fifth. did you do it twice? I, you did it. I've Patricia done it. Did it. I did it. Kinsey did it.
2: So for this five this or might, six, five, five or six year. times. Okay, um, JB's up next year. <laughs> we sit in it, and um, so I, I begin to pray, like in December already. Like, Lord, reveal the one word. What's the one word that you want me to work on with you and I? And uh, and it, mine was pretty clear uh, for this year as well. I'm trying to hold on to last year's too, because <laughs> I've really liked what happened. It's in my, my life. one
1: word, not my two words, Ryan. You gotta, you gotta let it go. so,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just seeking the Lord, and I do it during my quiet time, right? Like, what's the, what's the one word?
1: And now, I do think that's important for those of you that are not familiar with the concept of my one word. This is based on a book by a guy named, uh, he was a pastor, Mike Ashcraft. Uh, and it's it's this idea that you know around about January, a lot of us put together these resolutions, which have like an 80% failure rate. You know, so rather than looking at all of these things that we want to improve in our lives, we actually seek God and say, Lord, what is one word you want to use to uh, shape me more into Your likeness over the next 12? months so i think ryan you hit on an important thing that this isn't just you thinking oh hey well what do i you know for somebody maybe you're saying hey like i want to lose some weight in this new year my one word is thinner uh like that isn't that isn't what we're talking about this is like a this is an intentional thing where you you get input from holy spirit uh trusting that uh, that's the word that he wants to use right not just not just what consolidating you. what you would usually make as resolutions into one word. It isn't yeah. it isn't yeah. that. So
2: No, it's definitely one hundred percent it has a spiritual it's our spiritual aspect of a New Year's resolution, if you will. It's yeah. a little twist on it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the word that you had for twenty twenty, and you talked about this in the message, was joy. Yeah. If you look back at twenty twenty,
2: do you still think that was the right word? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it just did not get played out the way I had pictured it being played out and that's fine, right? The Lord's going to use what the Lord wants to use. It just didn't play out the way I had And you know, I had this grand picture of it obviously and it was like, whoa, well, 2020 was, uh, <laughs> didn't turn out that way at all. But I sat there and I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the lesson for us was the joy is not found in our circumstances, that joy is found in the presence of the Lord, first and foremost. And I think that was a lesson for this church in the body of believers. Okay. Absolutely. So it just, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. I just had this grander.
1: <laughs> which again is, is which another, is, you know, a, a, a basic thing with the, the idea of my one word is, is we might get a word and think we know, oh, well, this is how this is going to play out. And again, it's, it's, It's trusting that God is going to do what he
2: needs to do. Uh, I don't think I, honestly, I don't think the Lord could have had a better word for 2020 than joy. Hmm. I saw your question come across my email last night. So in the shower, I was thinking about (laughs) it and I'm literally like, that was the word was joy. So it's I, a different joy, right? I, it's not happiness. It's joy. There's difference.
1: Oh, yeah. We, we confuse those.
2: And I, yeah, and I think that's why people may look at that and we're like, I wasn't happy at all this past year. Ah, well, because first and foremost, we confuse the word. Second of all, your happiness was based, you were trying to base everything on circumstances. And not who God is. Which
1: just so happens that joy is also a fruit of the Spirit. Oh, boom. <laughs> so as we as we cultivate that relationship with Holy Spirit, as we allow him to grow in us, uh, what needs to grow, that is one of the things that will come out. Uh, and now maybe you're hesitant to do this after 2020, <laughs> but after t- this year, you know, 2021, it's not this year, the, the coming year, 2021, the word for the church is presence. If you had to paint a picture... Of how you think or hope <laughs> presence will play out in 2021. And you hit on this a little bit in your message. Yeah. Uh, but what does that look like? I'm just curious, yeah. you know, because you said, hey, t- <laughs> joy didn't play out how we thought it would. You know, so, so you know, you had some idea of, of what that was going to look like. Yeah. Are you, do you have some idea of what presence will look like? Uh, I do. Or are you? <laughs> I do. do you not want to gamble
2: no, it, on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll share. Um, if, if I would love it to be played out this way. <laughs> so this would be Ryan's version of how presence, and hopefully, Lord willing, will be played out, is that each of us would be filled more with the Holy Spirit, that we would be filled more with the presence of God first and foremost, every believer, that every believer that walks into this building would deepen their relationship with Jesus Christ, enter into the presence of God daily. That's first and foremost. Second of all, it's being played out now by understanding that I can experience last year's word in a fresher, brighter picture of joy because joy comes from the presence of God. And I'm understanding those things. I'm understanding that every single day, the presence of God is with me. That it being, it's being played out in the church, that every believer that walks through the doors is understanding that they prayed this morning, Holy Spirit, fill me and empower me for today. That I am in the presence of God. And when we're in the presence of God, things change. It makes a difference. So I'm looking forward to us living into the presence of God, each and every individual that comes through these doors, every single person, that they would experience a more vibrant marriage because the presence of God is there, that they would experience breaking of addictions, having breakthroughs. Why? Because the presence of God is there. They are walking with the bondage breaker, that they are walking with the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. That we are seeing a change, chain chains being broken, marriages and relationships restored, that people will be walking more in joy because they're walking in with the Lord and not based on the circumstances of their life. So those are the things. And I am so I I also see it being played out, and I said this in the message that. New people won't be, we don't have to convince a non-believer with our words. They will walk into this room or this building and into the worship center and sit there and go, oh my gosh, I felt the creator's presence. There is a God. And it's nothing that we say that will convince them. It's because they experience the power, authentic power and presence of God. That's the way I see it being played out. I think everything in our life, if you will, stems from the presence of God. So you, you, you expound on that. So I'm sitting there going, we've had the word breakthrough. We've had the word um, joy. All of that comes from the presence of God. This is like the foundation, the starting point. And it's like getting back to the basics of understanding. That's where it is, friends. That's where it is. It's being in the presence of God. You have the Holy Spirit. The presence of God is living inside of you. Everything is birthed from there. And so it can go. Uh, just I'm excited, and yeah, I'm. We'll see where the <laughs> Lord takes it. I was thinking about your question this morning. I was getting pumped up, and then I was blaring my worship music during it. And I'm like, oh God, you're gonna move. Like, let's see mountains move because yeah, it's just. I'm excited for the community too. Because I, I think if we, as followers of Jesus, are in the presence of God daily, being filled, um, we, uh, we will change this community for the kingdom of God. I think families will be changed, our neighborhoods will be changed, our workplaces will be changed, and our communities will be changed. And I think this year is a setting up year. I, geez, I was having an awesome time of worship this morning in my quiet time in the chair moment and I was almost weeping cuz I'm like I was just feeling God say there's so I have such great plans that I will scare you with my plans but it's in in the sense of they're so big but they're awesome and I'm going to do some amazing things and we just got to be postured in the presence of God for this to happen. I truly believe we are going to sweep not only this community but this county and beyond. That God has amazing things in store for us, but we have to first and foremost be postured in his presence, which you'll hear in a message <laughs> in 2021. Little little, a little sneak peek there, ladies and gentlemen. Posture.
1: So, you know, uh, in episode 47, we talked about the abuse or misunderstandings of gifts of the Spirit. You know, this was in the Holy Spirit series. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna take a similar route as far as the presence of God is concerned when we talk about the presence of God, right, you say that this is something that we experience. I mean, which, which it is, you know, in, 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 a, in a lot of ways. But within that, how do we guard against emotionalism, relativism, or, or even, I'll say, like a false experience?
2: Sure. Sure.
1: You know, well, I think I,
2: <laughs> you combat the idea that we are flesh and spirit. Again, we've, we've hit on this before. You know, we we sat down at B Dub's. You, me, and uh, Pastor Branding, and we just started. I still got the napkins. Did I tell you, I found them the other day. No, because I think I think excited. when
1: we uh, when we shot that episode five or whatever, like you, I don't think you knew where they were, so you no, found them. I, I found them.
2: I found them when I redid my uh, all my books. I'm like, oh, here they are. I just the problem is sitting here. I don't remember where I put them when I found them. <laughs> Uh, but we just started writing everything on a napkin. Like I don't even know why we started talking about the idea of we have um, flesh and spirit. Um, and we called it flesh dog and spirit dog and how, the dog, how dogs always return to the vomit. I think it was just, a, honestly, our discussion was a discipleship discussion we just started jotting everything down and we're like oh we should create a book and all this stuff write a book and create a series on that and everything but i realized this what i really think of this whole idea of sensationalism and everything is we're allowing flesh to actually overtake spirit cuz i think when we truly allow the spirit of who we are the spirit to be surrendered and the spirit rises up within us um I think that matches the Holy Spirit. We won't see sensationalism and stuff. But when we, when our spirit rises but flesh overtakes, that's where I think we see the outbursts and maybe the misuses and stuff. Because it's very grounded. I mean, God is not a God of chaos. It's not going to be chaotic. It's going to be done rightfully within order. So I think it's that battle of flesh and spirit, which we may have to take another whole episode, we don't have time now, to talk about that, how we are flesh, human, but we are spirit as well, and what that looks like, and how that plays out, especially with the presence of God and the Holy Spirit living inside of us, that may be another fun episode to do in the future. Yeah,
1: so we'll have to dig into it. Because I know a lot
2: of people are like, wait, what, we're flesh and spirit? Like, all that stuff, and we can dig into that, we just don't have time right now. Right,
1: I mean, because my my natural, you know, we've talked about this in other episodes. You know, my natural bent is I lean away from experiential. Only, okay, you know, we've we've had and debate might not be the right word, you know? <laughs> maybe a little bit, you know. Um, I tend to be a little bit when and you you address that, like, hey, it's not just something to be understood. I lean more towards the understanding piece, sure, and am, I am wary of experience. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, talk because you might have somebody that goes in and <clears throat> they're like, oh man, like I just I just got the chills. Well, I mean, I could listen to you know Metallica, Nothing Else Matters piano cover and get the chills. I don't think that's the presence yeah. of God. You know, <laughs> like, like, I mean, so, so talk, like, how do we, I don't know, I don't know, discern or, you know, how do we really know, like, JB, you got, you want to speak into I that? I think
0: the presence of God, it's not a feeling at all. Uh, the presence of God yields fruit, change in a person's which, life. Which you were, you were alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't come away from a powerful worship service or a powerful, Teaching of God's word being more like Jesus in action, in day to day life, as for us, the three of us, husbands, fathers, um, leaders, then we experienced something
2: else. But I will, I will, I will say this: there is a danger of saying though that it's not a feeling at all, because there is. There's an overwhelming feeling of the of Holy Spirit of God's presence. There are times where I will literally break down crying. And I'm not a guy who cries a lot. You big soft. (laughs) But it's like an encounter where I'm like, I know I am feeling the presence of God. There is that overwhelming overtaking where it's like, I'm a baby right now. Like, oh, my emotion, like, God is just touching me right now. And that is that is a feeling, but the danger is we base it all on did I get goosebumps or not, mm-hmm. right? That that's the danger of it, and it's not always that.
1: And then and then what does it propel you to, JB? Like you said, like because if you come out of that and all it is is oh sweet, that felt great, but it doesn't right. it doesn't right. move you even a, a millimeter closer to Jesus, and it doesn't you know move you some way along the scale of, of, of looking more like Jesus?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. we know that Jesus said the Holy Spirit has two functions, right? To, to convict the world of sin and remind the world of all the things that Jesus said, all the things that he spoke and taught. Those are the two functions of the Holy Spirit. So when we encounter him, that's what's going to happen. We're gonna, We're going to sense a conviction of sin, or we're going to be reminded of a comforting word that Jesus spoke. Um, anything else kind of
2: falls outside of those yeah, yeah, I mean the one thing that we we got to just continue to repeat is the Holy Spirit will always point us to jesus mm-hmm. yeah, we'll yeah. always
1: I was listening to uh there 's a guy some of his stuff uh you can look him up on on YouTube or whatever he 's a he 's along more of the reformed persuasion uh wretched. <laughs> Wretched Radio. And I was actually, I just watched one of his uh, videos the other night. And he talks about, you know, kind of the spirit-filled, what is a spirit-filled church? Hmm. I was like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting to see what direction he goes. But, I mean, ultimately, he said, because, oh, you know, he asked, I think, his producer, like, well, what do you think of, when do you think of a spirit-filled church? like, oh, you know, like smoke machines, and it's, smoke machines? (laughs) Well, like, (laughs) like more of a style of worship. And and this guy, uh, the host, Todd Friel, I believe is his name. Um, he says it's not a style of worship at all. he said it's you 're a spirit filled church if everything you do points to Jesus, mm. you know because that 's what you know when the spirit is moving <clears throat> that 's what people will experience. Mm. people will see jesus when this when the spirit is that's is good. moving so which uh and this is posted i 've not read this, so i can't i can't attest to anything about this other than the words that i 'm going to read uh My dad actually posted something to Facebook the other day. Uh, He's been watching, and it might have been ours, I I don't know. He didn't say, but how he had just finished watching a a series on Holy Spirit, um, and he was reading a book. Guy's name is Roy Lesson, L-E-S-S-I-N. Losing my voice after four services of hope, and I didn't even talk that much. I don't know how you still have a voice or how you still have a voice, JB. I've
2: got like a wuss of a voice. That's God. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's it. I had so much energy going into that fourth service. I was tired going into service two Saturday night, but going into service four Sunday night, oh, ready to go. Like that, dude. That was energy from God right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so this is uh this is from some sort of a writing. I don't know if it's a book called "Meet Me in the Meadow," and and in this he kind of gives you his ideas of how you differentiate between the flesh and the spirit, or, you know, hey, is this, uh, is this just emotionalism or is this, you know, I'm actually in the presence of God. I think he, he wrote it more in the context of, of is this natural talent or is this spiritual gift kind of thing, but I, th- I think there's some overlap. So I'll just read a couple of things he wrote. Uh, he says, when someone sings and you're caught up in the beauty of the singer's voice, that is talent. When someone sings and you are caught up with the beauty of the Lord, that's anointing. When someone writes and stirs your imagination, that is talent. When someone writes and stirs your heart, that is anointing. When someone speaks and gets you to follow him, that is talent. When someone speaks and gets you to follow Jesus, that is anointing. When someone motivates you to take up a noble cause, that is talent. When someone motivates you to take up your cross, that is anointing. When you're filled with self-confidence and achieve your goals, that is talent. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit and do the will of God, that is anointing, so I thought that was interesting. I came across that. I think my dad, had, my dad posts very few things to Facebook, uh, but that was one of the things that he put up, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of an interesting lens." Again, I'm not saying this guy has like, that's not scripture, no. but it's a, but it's an interesting way to kind of look at. Sure, um, sure. You know, how do we? And I mean, it is the result. Does it point to Jesus? You know, does it change the way I live? Get you, hey, if I speak and somebody's like they take up their cross, that's fruit in yeah. their life you know yeah. if, they, if they if they adapt uh the way of living that jesus calls us to that is that's fruit in their life
2: yeah so, anyway. i think the one of the greatest compliments i i can receive is someone and i received it on su- on sunday night and it was beautiful and it's the greatest compliment i've ever received is the idea of just art art because I, i'm the main communicator here at reading life i realize i have a lot of stage time in understanding the teaching series and stuff but The greatest compliment I can ever receive is not that. That was an amazing message. That was amazing teaching. That's not it. It's I walk away wanting more. Wanting more. I'm more hungry for God than ever, right? That is the greatest compliment I can ever receive. It's like, yes, like that's my role is to help you get there. Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. Rug and roll. All right. Anything you want to add for this last episode of 2020?
2: Uh oh, just thanks everyone for hanging in there. I mean, again, we said from the get-go we have desired to do this podcast, but uh COVID accelerated uh the jump start of it. And thanks to everyone on the tail end, I think we need to say thanks to those that produce it. From Pastor JB to Ben to Jameson, there are those on the other side of the camera that make this happen. It's not just you and I sitting down with mics. There's things, there are three other individuals that make, is there anyone else? Is there more? There's three individuals that make this thing happen. So thank you to those three individuals. Thanks to you viewers and listeners that also make it happen. Because if no one's watching or listening, (laughs) we're not doing anything.
1: Which I I will issue a public apology to Pastor JB. I was actually convicted, I think, at the last episode that, like when I introduce the podcast and I say who I am and I introduce Ryan our co-host, that I have failed to introduce JB as our producer. Uh, so JB, I am sorry that I have not given you proper credit for all that you do with this podcast. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. This again is the last episode of 2020. We will look forward to seeing you in the new year with our 50th episode, which will be special. Yeah, that's going to be fun. You'll have all four of us, uh, Pastor JB, Pastor Brandon, Pastor Ryan, and myself. We will all be on that episode. But uh, for now, Happy New Year. And uh, (laughs) we would love it if you would like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, If you watch this on YouTube, throw the link on your social media. Let uh, your friends know. You know, the things that are, are helpful to you as you grow closer to Jesus, as you uh, explore your hunger for the presence of God and the steps that you're taking to enter into that. But uh, blessings to you guys. we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.